You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. So welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 307, brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says the to-do list isn't going to stop unless you make it stop. Busy isn't going to stop unless you, until you get incredibly intentional about what you put in your calendar. And joining me on today's show is Renee Fick. Renee, she is a mom of three. She's an occupational therapist, an advocate for moms who desire more grace, more space and rest within their lives. And she has found the strength or strength beyond her own to navigate life's struggles through multiple miscarriages and a husband with a brain tumor and seizures. And she's now passionate about helping other women live free of the endless to-do list, uh, uncover their worth and let go of the constant chaos and live in the rawness of life. Now on today's show, Renee's going to share how living with intention helps find more joy in her life and how you can too. She's going to talk about clutter creates chaos. Less is truly more in so many situations as well as it's important to allow yourselves to go after your dreams. So welcome to the show, Renee. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm glad to be here. Boy, as I was reading through your introduction and just hearing some of the circumstances, situations that you have been in your life, um, everything that you're going to speak today, I'm sure having gone through that and now being able to share with others the insights that you've learned, the lessons that you've learned, particularly in how to navigate um, so many different challenges must be such a rewarding opportunity to be able to do that. But having gone through those uh, circumstances at the time, take us back to that because um, that that was huge. All of those things you had to navigate. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's kind of people always ask me like, where did you get where did you get passionate about this? Where did your where does your story start? And it really does kind of go back to that time of when. I was in the same season. I had a new job. I was newly pregnant. And then my husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor and it all kind of came at once. Um, and I thought we had navigated it. And I remember being in the hospital, like waiting for him and I work in the medical field too. So I'm like a little bit more familiar, but I remember sitting in the hospital and saying like, what part of my story is this for? Like, what are we here for? Like I knew in that moment that there was still, there was something bigger to it. It wasn't just this this path, like thing obstacle in our path, like that there was some reason that we were walking through it. And I know the whole time we were like, this is just part of our story. This is going to be part of our story, but what is it for? Like we had no clue. Yeah. And then it was a few months later down the road that then he started to have seizures. And so I was taking on all of the daily tasks of driving and shuffling kids and, and all of, all of that. And then, um, right. And then having a third baby. And so feeling just so overwhelmed that by the time we made it a year out from his surgery, I felt done. I mm. was 
like maxed out to my top of the limits. Like there was nothing left in me. And I remember being in Hawaii on our like 10 year anniversary trip with the kids. And I was like, I wonder if I could just walk away right now. Like, Mm -hmm. can I stay here in Hawaii and send the rest of them back home and just start over and start fresh and never have, I, I, next time I won't choose this path. Like I'll make a do over, you know, like a choose your own adventure. Like Let's go back to the beginning. This book, I'm not interested in this story. I'm just going to close the book and rewrite my own. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's totally how I felt. And so when I was in Hawaii, I was like, okay, really, I don't want to leave my family as much as it felt like it in that moment. So what can I do differently? And so since coming back, that has been my journey of figuring out that whatever got me to that place of exhaustion and overwhelm wasn't working. So let's try something completely different. And so that's where that's where I've gone. And so now I've gotten to this place of feeling like this is my, this is the story. This is the reason I had to get to that rock bottom moment Mm. so that I could then help other women do the same thing. Yeah. When we're going through circumstances and trials such as that, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a couple of choices that we can have. And, and as I love the way that, um, even in the circumstances of the lowest lows, you, you and your husband were still say, you know, this is part of our journey. I wonder what the life lesson is to that. I mean, how often what we can do is we can go into the, um, why is this happening to us? It's not fair. Everyone else. And I love the way, and it's difficult. I know it's ha- it's yeah. so difficult. And of course, as Christians, um, it's those moments where we know we don't have to go on our own. We don't have yeah. to battle to that. And there's a strength there that is just not humanly possible to attain or to achieve, no matter how hard we try, that comes from, from the Lord. And so mm-hmm. through that journey, then, I would imagine that both you and your husband clung to uh, to the knowledge, you know, that there was that strength for you and you were loved and that this too shall pass. Were there Bible verses? I'm sure that there were people from your church and family that were covering you in prayer too at the time. But what, what things really uh, made a difference? And I'd love you to share that because I'm sure someone's going through a season of struggles in their life now and there may be some support mechanisms there that they're just not even aware that they can tap into. So what was that for you? Yeah, I know. So I I wish I had looked at it right before I came, but I have a big old plaque like somebody made for me in that season um, with a a verse that was kind of like our verse in that season. And I know I'm not going to memorize it exactly, even though I see it every morning, (laughs) but it's along the lines of like, be still God will fight for you. Mm. So in that season of like, there was nothing that I needed to do that. And that that's still kind of my mantra and like live by moment thing today is that I don't need to necessarily fight and strive and hustle all the time Mm. in order for things to move forward. In fact, me sitting and stilling and slowing down is oftentimes where the most comes out because it's not all up to me. It's not all up to just this hustle and strive. And I think as entrepreneurs and moms in particular, it's super easy to do that, to take everything on and say like, I've got this, I'm going to hustle forward. And Mm. so that for me, that, that element of like slowing down has been the, the motto of my year and like the last or couple years is yeah. like, how can I cut out and eliminate and slow down so that I can and be still and only take on the few things that actually really light me up. I don't mm. have to do all of it. Yes. And I think even when it comes to our household stuff, like that was a bar, that was the first part of my journey was like, I'm tired of cleaning up 
everything all of the time. Yeah. Like I'm tired of picking up dishes. I'm tired of laundry. I'm tired of toys. I'm tired of feeling like every day is just this hamster wheel over and over and over again of the same things. Like I'm tired of this. So what can I do to fix this? And that's where I started getting rid of stuff and getting rid of just the actual physical, tangible stuff that was in my house and in that process. Okay. What can I get rid of in my calendar? Mm -hmm. And now what can I get rid of in my mind? Like, what are those thoughts that I'm holding on to that aren't serving me? And like, how can I continue to shed out this stuff that doesn't, we think it's going to make us happy at the end of the day, but mm -hmm. it really is not. It's not what's making us happy. And so oftentimes women or moms, entrepreneurs, like whoever will tell me I don't have enough time. Yes. And really it comes back to just those priorities of where we're spending our time and what mm. excess stuff we're letting fill that time. Yeah. So, so good. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, we can also uh, maybe not consider as far as clutter is around the mental clutter. I think, you know, mm -hmm. so much. And in the previous show that I just did was so much of the battle is won and lost the battle of the mind and that's why we're told to you know renew our minds every morning and what are we renewing our minds with i love the way that you've said you know clutter does create chaos Shh, i hope my husband's not watching this because he's <laughs> always talking about clutter but they're nice things and i enjoy looking at them but i guess it's one of those things you know is whatever is going on externally is it have a good feeling do i feel joyful when i look at that or does it feel more like Groundhog Day because that same toy or whatever is um, is there? But also the mental clutter too. And I'd imagine that it is it was and still continues to be very important around you know what you're listening to, what you allow to enter into your your mind, but also what you give attention to so were there things that you did as far as your mind because look we can go through situations and circumstances and you know we're allowed to complain but then it's to a certain point isn't it so i often go okay i'm gonna give myself five minutes i'm gonna have a bit of a whinge and then i'm gonna and what can i do about it what do i need to leave in god's hands what did you do to get you through that as as you were going through um these situations yeah. I think that it's having a few like tangible, ta like uh, strategies that you can implement in those moments. And so um, number one is just becoming aware of them. I have a friend, uh, Leanna Tankersley, in her book, she wrote about soul bullies. And some mm -hmm. reason that always has stuck out to me is the, these thoughts that are coming into our head as like soul bullies, like how can we capture them and identify that that's what they are? They're like mm -hmm. beating us up on the inside, right? Yes. So for some reason, I've always stuck with that. Like, what are these soul bullies, these beliefs and these thoughts that keep coming up and that I can take capture of and like reframe and rewrite a new story. So for instance, I remember there's a story I, I was taking my son, I dropped my kids off at school and I looked at the list and I was like, oh, I wonder when I'm supposed to bring snack. When's my snack day? And I looked and it was that day. Oh. Totally had forgot, didn't show up. And so the whole way out, my mind is going through this, like you suck as a mom. Like, mm. how could you not remember snack? Like, how could you, it's so simple. Like, how do you not have enough time just to do snack, you know? And I let my mind started to spiral and, but it, like capturing that and like catching myself in the moment and be like, no, like it, it's a snack. It's not that mm. big of a deal. And I, I showed up for my kids in all of these other ways. And the reason I didn't remember it is because I didn't have my phone when I signed up. So I didn't put it right into my calendar mm -hmm. because I was being fully present. And so kind of reframing and rewriting those thoughts. But the biggest piece is coming aware of them, like yes. knowing that they're there. 
Um, and then when you, when you frame that, like I have a couple of different things that I use like a, like a breath prayer. Mm -hmm. So breathing in one thought, breathing out another, breathing in one and breathing out another, and just capturing yourself in those small little things throughout mm -hmm. the day to help recenter and reframe that mindset and slow it down. Because I mean, we have phones and Apple watches and we have yeah. telephones, like everything is vying for our attention that mm -hmm. we feel like we have to be going all the time. And so really being intentional, that's my big thing is like being intentional about today at soccer practice. I may, I really try hard not to use my phone at all. Like when mm -hmm. I'm there that I'm outside in the sun, soaking it in, just feeling the grass, like nature is huge. Like yes. so many of us are stuck in these walls and buildings and technology and all of it that we don't get enough nature time as it is so even mm -hmm. just being outside in nature can be so life-changing yes <laughs> crazy know, one of the things that will often happen because of the fact that we've got technology is we can look at other people's you know feeds and and and, and pictures and things like that and comparison is one of those things i think women do that very very well when we look mm -hmm. at all of the beautiful you know organized kitchens and, and everything. And then we think of our own, you know, and we think there's no way that I would Instagram what's happening in my kitchen. But I think, you know, self-awareness around, you know, who God has created us, where are our gifts and talents and not to compare ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's one of the greatest lessons I think we can all learn because we can so often um, diminish what really is a strength and a gift and where we're at in the season of our life and just to go you know what i'm i'm happy with what it what with what's going on even if you know these yeah. things because the should have the could have the must haves when we when we set our bars so high and compare ourselves we're setting ourselves up to feel awful continuously yeah. so and i think as mothers we can often do that oh well, her kids look all so organized i mean my youngest is 20 something but i still remember you know back in the day that i would do that as well so what words of, of insight and inspiration can you share today for people who may be going through that in their own lives yeah. Well, I think that it is true. I think social media makes it so easy for us to sit there and compare. And even recently I was scrolling through and thinking like, gosh, like, these people have like blissful looking lives and I'm sitting here in a pile of pee or whatever <laughs> it may be. And being really mindful that we never know what's going on the other side of that camera. Like yeah. we never know what's going on on the other side of that phone. Like somebody else's you know, marriage might be falling apart or they may be dealing with cancer and they, whatever, but it's like, this is their storefront. And so we're comparing our insides to what they're putting out on the outside. And mm -hmm. so being really mindful and just aware of that, like aware that this is where I'm at. And like, you talked about the strengths. I know, um, one of the things I've picked up from a friend of mine is she talked about Pinterest and this idea of like super mom and super woman. Like we look at Pinterest and we think like, oh, I need to be good at gardening and I need to be mm. good at baking and I need to be good at writing and I need to be good at, we think we've got to be good at all of this. And even as entrepreneurs, it's so easy to, to see a new strategy or a new way of marketing or a new tad, like a task or whatever, and think like, oh, squirrel, it's like squirrel, that looks good, that mm. looks good, that looks good. And you go down this like rabbit hole yes. of 
trying everything, but not doing anything super well. And I think that when you hone in and you identify what you are good at, mm -hmm. what your strengths are and those things that are unique to you, <clears throat> then, then, and you lay into those and like, let those grow. Mm -hmm. That's where we see like so much strength. And then we let, we encourage our neighbor, our friend who has a, maybe a completely different strength. And mm -hmm. rather than comparing ourselves to her, we support her and she in turn supports us. And then together, instead of each of us having to be masters and wonderful at absolutely everything, we now have this like super human, like super mom mm -hmm. as a collective whole because we've created this community of all of our strengths that are like maximized, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it does. It feeling like we have to do all of it. We see what we are good at and we say, I am good at this and mm -hmm. you're good at this. So let's join arms together. And then we become like unstoppable because, you know, we're, we're dividing and conquering, you know, it's, yes. it's just really powerful too. And I think that's where we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be in community, you know, and I, mm -hmm. even recently I was looking at uh, photography stuff and I saw them like, there's all these specs of like how the camera is calibrated and this and that. And I'm like, this is not my cup of tea. I will look at the I picture. I just point and shoot. The picture looks good. <laughs> and that's my thing. But my husband, he's the techie, like he'll look through all those specs. And so we work better together rather yeah. than if one of us were separate. So I think it's really beautiful rather than looking at people on social media and seeing them as competition and comparing ourselves to them, but thinking about what could be going on in their, on their mm. back world that we're not aware of number one, but number two, like uplifting what strengths that they have. If they have beautiful Instagram feeds, like celebrate that and say mm -hmm. like, you are doing an amazing job at this. Like I'm doing an amazing job over here. You're doing an amazing job over there. Like we're, we're not comparing, I guess. Yeah. yeah, beautiful, beautiful reminder. And something I think we need to be mindful of every day. And I love the way that you say, you know, it's the little things, but it's those little things where you do come back. And, you know, one of the favorite thing or apps that I have is Jesus Calling. And every day, you know, in the morning, that's the first thing that I turn to. And I love the way that um, the writer has expressed how certain verses uh, have meaning to her. And it's like little breaths of inspiration, you know, biblical inspiration, which has, and, and, it, and you know, the, the Lord wants us to do that, to keep our attention focused on him. So every time that there's a moment, um, and similar to what you're saying, you do focus on him or you reframe something. And so by the end of the day, instead of, you know, all of the, the anxiousness building, 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 till all of a sudden you're a rubber band, which just releases, You've yeah. been able to manage that. And I think you're then able to make decisions, not from distraction or reaction, but rather from a place of calmness or even the ability to go, okay, the situation's not one that I really want to be in. What's the best way forward? And, you know, as Christians, we'll often pray and say, Lord, you know, what's the best way forward? And then we'll get um, guidance on how to do that. For someone who is in a state of feeling anxious, and things are chaotic. I love the way that you've said that the, the insights and the strategies such as, you know, don't surround yourself with clutter, but start to release things, release things mentally and internally so that we're not setting the bar so high. What, looking back, was one of the key things that you've seen was so helpful for you and maybe something that you continue to do uh, even today in situations where that could have you becoming, you know, anxious and, and feeling 
that you're not able to cope? What was, is there one or two other things that you did as well? Um, I, I feel like one of the other big things is for me has been recognizing the things that I do have mm -hmm. and where my life is. And I recently, I don't know if you can see it, but I got somewhere. Oh, wrong arm. I don't know. But <laughs> I got a tattoo on my arm that says abundant uh -huh. because I wanted to have that daily reminder that no matter what my circumstances looked like, no matter what came at me, that my life was truly abundant and mm -hmm. I had so much to be thankful for. And so I've really tried to adopt that sort of framework yes. in, in the, you know, and there's these great gratitude journals and having a gratefulness practice or gratitude practice and whatever, like there's tons of stuff out there, but I think it's really more than that. It is actually living out of this place of gratitude and living in this place of feeling totally abundant and grateful throughout your whole day because yeah. it's wonderful to start it and end it with, you know, this gratitude practice. But sometimes we just get caught up in all the chaos of life throughout the mm -hmm. day that we drop that, like we forget that. And so I think having something that's going to bring you back to that consistently throughout the day and let you remember, like, what are those things? Like when you're completely stressed out, you know, when my, I've told my husband, like when the kids are screaming and they're fighting and they're yelling, rather than, like you said, reacting to that, take a moment back and say, okay, if I'm taking hundred percent responsibility in this, like, what are the things that I can be grateful for and how can I choose to make this different? And, mm -hmm. and I think that, I mean, it really does make a huge difference. Like you talked about that mental clutter mm. really so much of what we do in life starts up here like it yeah. really starts at that place of bringing that tone down and really focusing on you know reading your bible or reading having these gratefulness practices or having a breath prayer you do maybe every stoplight or mm -hmm. you know and just being really intentional like when you go to open up the door are you are you present in that moment and thinking like I get to go into my house right now and mm -hmm. in the side of my house, it's going to be chaos and it's crazy, but this is my house and this mm -hmm. is my home. And so stepping into that, in that space, in that sort of energy, I guess is a good place rather than feeling like, Oh, as soon as I walk through this door, it's going to be chaos. There's going to be toys everywhere. There's going to be people screaming. There's going to be, mm -hmm. you know, fighting and just that, that, that one little 10 second micros check in with yourself before you walk through the door can shift the whole way you respond throughout yeah, the rest of the night. It can. Yeah. As you were sharing that, I can't remember where, or, or I'll be paraphrasing, but I know, you know, I think it was Paul, he was in prison and he was saying, you know, whether the, the and I'm paraphrasing, absolutely, you know, whether I'm experiencing something joyful or even not, I can be thankful in all situations. And I mean, we're called yeah. to do that. There's a reason for that. You know, even in, the, you know, we talk about trials and tribulations and the low lows. If we can find thankfulness opportunities, even if it is, Lord, you know, I love you, even in the circumstance, I know that this too shall pass, then quite often it's it, it's that that then allows us to refocus. And it, it, it is in itself. And often we're rushing from one thing to another. But I love yeah. the way you've reminded, what is the one thing that I can identify? I remember years ago when I was in the career industry, people would often come to me and say, I hate my job. And I said, well, what is it? Everything. I said, you hate everything? Or oh, let's chunk this down. And then, well, what do you do during the day? And then they would go through and lay said, well, I don't actually mind doing that. And oh, actually, I quite enjoy that. It was just that the whole fact that one or two different things had gotten to, yeah. s to such a, a stage 
that it overshadowed everything. And I think when we stop to, you know, even just like it's spring here in Australia, and my husband and I, many people I speak to have got the most terrible hay fever and we feel awful. But at the same time, we can look at the beauty of the flowers, you know, the spring yeah. flowers and the sun shining. Um, and so there are opportunities to be thankful and grateful, even when you're not feeling that grateful, you're not feeling very well. But it makes such a significant impact on your overall psyche and your approaches as you yeah. move forward. I love how you've said it's important to allow ourselves to go after our dreams. Sometimes the things that we've spoken about can stop us, you know, the mental clutter, the beliefs that, that are untrue about us. But what insights can you share around this? You know, were there things that you did that finally allowed you to give yourself permission to say, hey, this is a vision, this is a dream that I've had and, and now I'm going to go after that. What insights can you share? Yeah. Well, and kind of piggybacking on what we just talked about in the terms of like the as entrepreneurs, we're going to go through those roller coasters. Like no one business is going to be this like linear upward trajectory. Yeah. Oh, did I lose you? No, no, you're still here. Oh, okay. Just... For some reason, I can only see myself now. Oh, I made you, you big screen. Oh, <laughs> I was like, there it was. Um, <laughs> So anyway, we're we're never gonna have this like straight upward trajectory in our in our businesses or whatever we're doing. It's always gonna be this roller coaster. And so seeing those lows, like we talked about, as being places of growth, mm -hmm. like out in this like this really doesn't feel good. This isn't where I want to be. I'm struggling. I'm really whatever. Mm -hmm. What can I learn in this season? Like where can I gain something to be thankful for in this season? But um, I think for me, it was kind of in that, like when I was at that low place with, with me and my family and my kids and all of that, like kind of seeing like, where can I grow out of this and what can I, what can I do that's going to look different? And so I think, I think for so many women, we get caught in this little like bubble of what we feel like our role is. Mm -hmm. And we have these dreams or we have these passions or strengths that are there, but we don't feel like we can truly live into them. Mm. We don't feel like we're like for me. So oftentimes I, f I felt guilty for like going after something that I felt so passionate about that lit me up and that made me feel good. And so there was some realization in there that, that I came to that if I was so lit up from this one thing and that this thing just made me feel so good and so joyful and so grateful that God put it there for a reason. Mm -hmm. That by me not stepping into that, like I wasn't fully stepping into who I was made to be. And if I wasn't stepping into who I was really made to be, then I wasn't going to be giving the best of me to my mm -hmm. family. I wasn't going to be giving the best to my spouse. I wasn't going to give the best to anybody around me. I wasn't fully stepping into who I was my strengths and my, you know, and I've seen such a transformation in myself over the last couple of years in this walk of like stepping way out of my comfort zone and mm -hmm. doing things that were vastly <laughs> beyond what I ever, like this. Yeah. Three years ago, you would never have, I would have never dreamed of doing an interview or <laughs> having my own podcast or any yeah. of that, but yet just those little micro steps. And I think that that's where it's at. It's like, if you feel that tug, if you feel that call, if you feel that, like, I feel really good about this. I feel like there's maybe something more. 
it doesn't come in these big, huge leaps and bounds. Like God's not calling you to jump off a cliff mm-hmm. to, to start. He's just asking you to take little steps and just to follow those small little incremental things. And, it, and with each step, there's going to be more that's open. And so mm-hmm. when I started, I had no clue what it was going to look like. I had no idea, but I just followed it. Yes. I followed I followed that voice that was saying like, try this, like go over here, like, Mm -hmm. Ooh. And, and so I really think it's, it's important for women and men and whoever, you know, is like for us to start following that and start listening to that and just taking, like not feeling like we have to, to know the whole end picture. Like that's not for us to know. Like we don't need to know what the end result's going to look like. We're just being called to take that one step. Yeah. So important. And, you know, so often many of us, we wait for things to be perfect. We wait for the right time. We wait for the confidence to build but I'm a firm believer and sometimes you just got to take that action step and the confidence mm-hmm. will come through repeated actions in doing yeah. that thing. And I love, I'm, I've, I've been wired to often, I'll say yes to things that then freak me out. And I'll, why did I say yes? But inside, I quite like that, like new, using new technology because I've given myself permission to go, look, if it stuffs up, it stuffs up. You know what I mean? I've learned another way not to do something and not to be embarrassed um by that and and so i think recognizing you know certain your own style and how you know you've been created to be but just getting out there because we will often surprise ourselves and then when we've got the lord behind and i loved um, what my previous guest um said you know if we're aligned we don't often have to grind um because Mm -hmm. god's already laid out the path we just need to to trust and to take the, the actions and yeah. um yeah our paths will be made straight i have so loved our conversation today and yeah. thank you for sharing so renee for people who have heard your message would love to know more about how perhaps to work with you what's the best way for them to connect yeah so the easiest ways or places one would be instagram and it's just my first and last name renee fick and that's f-i-e-c-k oh and i guess Renee is R-E-N-A-E, not E-E. <laughs> that often gets people. Um, but then my website's the same, just ReneeFick.com. And my podcast is The Karis Project. So those are kind of the three places that I yeah, hang out the most. Fantastic. And with um, the work that you do, obviously, you work specifically around women. So is, is that women who are in business, women who are looking for some support and transformation in their lives? How yeah, do you support? It's more, it's more geared towards moms. So yeah. women that are wanting to do something different, whether that be mm. determining, like going after a passion or hobby, or just breaking free from this feeling of constant to do and giving them something to, to like tangible tasks. So I, I feel like we focus a lot on like actual practical tasks. Like mm-hmm. how do you actually manage some of the clutter, mm-hmm. but more of it comes from this like inner game, like yeah. mindset sorts of stuff and yeah. helping them. And out of that, I feel like people go into crazy, you know, wherever they feel like they're being led to go. So yeah, it kind of, the, but it starts that foundational piece. Yeah. One of the greatest lessons that I learned probably after my children got older, and by the way, they do get older, and all of those <laughs> you know, those times you think, I just need some quiet. There is lots of quiet in, in your horizon, you know, in your future. <laughs> but I realized that I was more of an extroverted introvert. So I love getting out on stage, love speaking, but I love my time on my, I, I don't just love it, I need it. And yeah. so I think for sometimes as mums, we expect 
and we put ourselves under pressure that we need to be on the go all the time. Give yourself permission to know the Lord hasn't wired me that way. I need space on my own. So whatever that is, you know, for you, because I think often we feel guilty when we're, you know, when we're working on our business because we feel that we're not being there for our family. And then when we're there with our family, we feel guilty because it's, you know, we're not there working on our business. So I love the way yeah. you've reminded us. Be intentional. If you're there for your family, yeah. be there 100%. If you're there on your yeah. business, be there 100%. We find that our productivity um, and performance just, you know, it excels because of the yeah. fact that we are very much focused and intentional. So... Lots yeah, of and even just being there. aware of our mindset when we talk about that, yeah. like I feel like for me, so much of it is one of my my affirmations I write every morning is that I have ample amounts of time and energy mm. for both my family and my business. Yes. And so I approach my day with that, knowing that I'm not going to feel, I don't want to feel this tug and pull back and mm -hmm. forth. Like I want to know that I have enough for both and I feel like it's there. So it's just speaking those more truths, you know, rather than feeling... Yes. Like we're struggling between yeah. the two. Yeah. And so much energy we carry around with um, worrying about things, feeling anxious yeah. about things, feeling concerned about things, feeling guilty about things to the point where years ago, and I know that sounds silly, but I made a decision. I'm not going to feel guilty about anything because if I am feeling something, I can make a change. What action yes. can I do? Do I need to ask someone for forgiveness around something or say sorry or whatever? What can I change differently so that it's because that can be a heavy weight. And if we're carrying yeah. that around, I wonder we're, we're feeling exhausted. So great. One of the things that I love doing is just, just ending the show with a word of prayer. As we know, when we, we come to the Lord in prayer, supernatural things uh, happen. And so would could I do that for you today, Renee? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Renee today, hear her testimony um, and the journey, Lord. There were so many trials and tribulations, yet um, you were there supporting her and her family. So we just want to ask for your continued blessing on her husband, on her, on her business, and on her children. Will you strengthen them? Will you give them insights? Will you continue to bless the work that she's doing, particularly as she's uh, working with other women who may be going through similar struggles as well? Lord, there are so many opportunities and um, wonderful abundance of time and anything that we, we really do seek, but we need to be reminded to lean into you first, to seek you first, so that you can continue to make our path straight, to bless the work that we are doing, to ultimately, um, to, uh, yeah, bring glory to you. So Father, we just want to pray for people who are listening today or who are watching today or even the recording. If this is something that they're struggling with, we pray that the Holy Spirit will work in their heart, that um, they too can um, recognize and start to experience the peace, the grace, the love that you offer so freely to us and we just want to ask this in the precious name of Jesus amen thank you so much for coming on yeah, the show Renee you. I think as moms um, we, we we try and carry the world on our shoulders yet we don't need to and when we find people such as yourself who are working in that space because you've lived that journey, you've learned the insights and now you can impart that to others and surrounding ourselves with the community, which is so important. We don't need to do that on our own at all. You know, surround yourself with people who will support you. We realize that a lot of stuff we can let go. It's clutter, yeah. the mental clutter, the, you know, the practical clutter. And um, then we can really start to, as you say, start to not only have a dream 
but to put into place the steps that will allow us to fulfill that, which of course lights us up because that's who we were created to be. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklists to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>